Welcome to Simulator Review, helping you find quality flight simulation with the world's most comprehensive listings and reviews of simulators. Welcome to episode 10 of our podcast for the flight simulation community. My name is Alexis and I'm joined by my two colleagues from simulatorreview.com, Elliot. Hello. And Andrew. Hi there. If you're a regular listener of our podcast, a warm welcome back. And if you are new to our podcast, then you are in the right place for discussion about simulator venues and getting the most from your simulator experiences. We're very pleased you found us and we hope you stick around. If you want a great introduction to us and our website, simulatorreview.com, do have a listen to episodes one and two. In this episode, we'll be looking at one of our blue pin featured reviews for a simulator which we have visited. We have previously looked at simulator adventures and real simulation in the UK and Delta 5 in Brazil. In this episode, we'll be looking at Jetsim School in Peterborough in the UK, as well as chatting about the review itself, which you can read on our site. We want to give you some of the background of our review and some discussion on what we thought the venue was really like. Before we get on to JetSim School, it's time for our regular simulator news update, where we cover news at simulatorreview.com and in the wider simulator community. And for this, we go over to Elliot. So Elliot, what have you got for us on this episode of the podcast? Okay, well firstly, the disclaimer, we're discussing this well before podcast release date. So it's a early to mid-August that we're talking. I just wanted to have a look at the surprise launch of Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020. So when we talked about this before, we were expecting a a release date of October time, and we were basing that upon a lot of the hardware, saying they were going to be out before the simulator, and uh, their release dates were in September. So we're surprised that uh, on Tuesday, the 18th of August 2020, the uh, long-anticipated and eagerly-awaited Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 is going to be released. And along with the release date, we had uh, a lot of extra detail that we were anticipating and uh, looking forward to reading about the levels and the pricing structure. And I thought we'd also give just a quick update on if we think it's value for money, because uh, I think some of the prices will uh, surprise some people. So just very briefly, then, there's three levels of Microsoft Flight Simulator that could be purchased, and they are standard, deluxe, and premium deluxe. And with those, they have different numbers of airports and aeroplanes. And I don't know if either of you have had a look at this yet at all, but uh, we're looking at about 30 aeroplanes, up to 40 aeroplanes at the top, and uh, 20 airports for the standard, up to 30 airports for the premium. And I know we're not a, a f- sort of a Microsoft Flight Simulator channel, but we do think that uh, this new simulation software might change what we look at and what we go and visit, and uh, some of the providers might adopt some of this. Uh, so of note, some of the aeroplanes that we uh, were quite interested to see was a 787 Dreamliner in the Premium Deluxe Edition, and the Basic Edition, the Standard, also has an A320 Neo and a 747-8. So it would be very interesting to see if some of the venues take advantage of these. Uh, they are meant to be a study-level aircraft, so this is proper procedures and functionality of each system there. So, yeah, it be interesting to see if some of the venues do those. And uh, we're always interested in scenery, 
and a lot of the airports that we fly around are included. So uh, Heathrow Airport, Frankfurt Airport, San Francisco, Dubai, all in the premium one. And then uh, in the standard one, we got places like Gibraltar, L.A., JFK, Orlando, Paris, etc. But some interesting ones to note. We've got Courchevel. We've got, um, we said, Gibraltar and Innsbruck and uh, also Queenstown. Rio de Janeiro's in there. So there's some great, really good airports that uh, we think a few of the simulator venues can take advantage of. So to look at the prices, I've got uh, some UK and US prices for these. So the standard in the UK is £59.99. And we lose out to the US. It's $59.99 over there. And then for the deluxe in the middle of the road, it's uh, $79.99 UK pounds or $89.99. And for the premium, $109.99 UK pounds or $119.99 US dollars. So we were expecting a pricing to have sort of a subscription-based element to it. So it's a bit of a surprise that it's just one-off, but that's a pleasant surprise, I think. Uh, I don't know what you think, Alexis, but I was expecting subscriptions for weathers and traffic, etc. Yeah, I think that's what everybody was expecting, which is that Microsoft generally and most software is moving to subscription models now where you pay a certain amount per year. But it's a surprise that they've done this and just had a one-off charge. Um, what do you think about uh, £109.99, £110 as a cost for a software program? I think it's quite reasonable based on what you're getting because what differentiates the three versions is effectively you get more handcrafted airports. So you get quite a few of those and also you get a few additional aircraft. Again, with previous simulators like P3D or X-Plane, you'd be paying money for that. So £109 for whatever it is, 30 handcrafted airports a decent range of aircraft and the simulator software itself plus a lot of the general scenery is all more or less photorealistic it's incredible value i think yeah i'd agree with you because uh you get an extra 10 between the standard and premium additions it's about a 50 pound price increase so you get 10 extra handcrafted airports and 10 extra handcrafted aircraft uh, these sell for 20 30 pounds an aircraft or an airport can be sort of 15, 20 pounds. So if you add that up, that's a, a really, really good value for money, in my opinion. So some of the negative sentiment uh, about the pricing for this sim, I think, is quite unfounded and probably a little naive and narrow minded, considering the extra work that's gone into it. I think it's interesting as well that we've certainly seen a few add-on companies already come out saying they're going to be, they are working on extra aircraft and and some scenery updates for Microsoft Flight Simulator, like Orbex, for example, who've talked about scenery. Uh, and also the things that you've seen that are probably missing from the simulator, which is a 737, the obvious one we always see for our simulators that we go to, uh, and uh, potentially 747 and 777. PMDG have already committed to that, to, to bring their aircraft across to Microsoft Flight Simulator. So hopefully we should see those later this year as well, and that will really help round out the simulator. Absolutely. And I guess the big question is, and uh, I don't think any of us really know the answers, but when might we see MSFS 2020 being incorporated into any of our simulators? It's a good question. I think I, I, my personal feeling is not for a while. Maybe not even till next year, I think, till 2021, simply because a lot of the venues, the, most of them tend to run off P3D and using ProSim as a kind of a link between the hardware and the simulator. I don't think ProSim have come up with their Microsoft Flight Simulator compatible software yet, although they're working on it. 
And I think as well with most simulator venues, because they're being run as commercial concerns, there's a reluctance to kind of jump ship into a new software package immediately because, you know, if anything happens, if things aren't compatible, if hardware doesn't work with it, you've got customers queuing at the door, you know, who are not, who you're not able to, to provide a service to as you want to. But it's certainly be interesting when they do. It'll be interesting to see if it throws up any other sort of categories of sim simulator for us to go and visit. I mean, with the uh, the biz jets and the uh, large single-engine piston aircraft, it'll be interesting to see if this generates a new category of simulator for us to visit. Absolutely. That's very interesting news there. And um, at the time of recording, Microsoft Simulator is imminently about to be released. So uh, hopefully in the next few months... Some of us might be able to have a try of it and see what we think as well. So maybe something we'll discuss in a future episode. So we'll leave simulating news there for this uh, podcast. Uh, thanks as always to Elliot, and uh, we'll look forward to another simulating news update in the next podcast. This week's main topic is a discussion about one of our Blue Pin featured reviews, and we have chosen Chetsim School near Peterborough in the UK. If you've listened to previous podcasts, you'll know that these featured reviews are our top category where we've been to the venue and done a thorough in-person review to really bring you all the detail about what the venue offers and what the simulator is like. This is a venue that Andrew and Elliot went to last year and it was actually one of the first places we visited and reviewed so it has a special place for us. So let's start off with what interested you about this sim and why you wanted to visit. So perhaps Elliot you can start us off on that. It was a recommendation to go and visit this simulator. We visited SimFest and spoke with uh, the owner there, uh, who's a very knowledgeable chap, and uh, it seems that everybody knows everybody in this industry. And he said, if you're looking for the best 737 at the time in the country, a fixed-based simulator, then you need to head up to Jetsim School in Peterborough. So uh, we made contact. We had a very enthusiastic uh, response and uh, as soon as we could we headed up to Peterborough uh, to go and meet the staff at Jetsim School and the owner. Yeah they certainly do have a good reputation in the UK and I've actually I have to declare I've been there before a few times. I certainly am not surprised that um, it was certainly a simulator we were interested in visiting at the time. In terms of Obviously, the main thing we look at, the simulator itself, as you said, it's a 737 fixed base simulator that they've, they've got there. So what are the things that immediately struck you about the simulator and, and what did you feel about it? So, Andrew, perhaps, if you could comment on that. Yeah, thanks, Alexis. I think three areas uh, that we particularly noted, uh, it was certainly the simulator functionality. You know, it was a really nice setup with pretty much most things in there working. Uh, which isn't always the case in these fixed-based sims. Uh, the visuals with their wraparound, I think 220 degrees, really nice detail, nice smooth uh, movements in the graphics, no real gaps in those areas that occasionally have the blurring of the pixels and things. And the cabin section, I think, is a really nice feature too. Uh, I think eight seats, is that right, Al, with their cabin section? Uh, yeah, it might, might have been a little bit more, actually. I, I can't remember with that one. Yeah. But the cabin section was definitely my yeah. uh, my favourite feature of the uh, whole simulator there. It really grabs you, doesn't it? When you sort of walk in, you you look right, and there's a, the cabin section. You know, it's most unusual to see it, and done really nicely, too, uh, with it. You know, it was just one, a couple of chairs poked together, you know, it's proper airline seats. So you yes. enter through a cabin door, yeah. and uh, all of yeah. a sudden you're in the cabin and you, you turn left to enter through a mm. realistic flight deck door or mm. 
Uh, yeah, fantastic. So that really adds to the uh, the immersion of the environment, and sort of once it ends, the flight deck itself, you know, a proper setup there, and you know, the functionality, the the movement of the controls, the feel of them, that was all very good, and particularly the visuals with that wraparound, I think, were excellent. So those are the sort of three things that uh, struck me, and uh, we certainly noted that in our review from there as well. And so how was it to fly? I mean, we look here, both of you two have flown 737s in real life before. Did you have a chance to fly it, and what did you think of it when you did? Yeah, I think I was left seat, which was a bit of a weird location for me, other than podcasting, of course. So... Sorry, the instructor's name, I completely... Uh, Malcolm. Thank you. Uh, so he did most of the flying, actually, because uh, other than being rubbish in the left seat, but it was just good to see how the aircraft was responding to the control movements and things. We had a little taxi around just to see how that uh, responded, which was pretty good. Obviously, simulators, you know, even the full uh, full motion uh, setups for the, the airlines is do struggle with uh, the taxi function and our brains being convinced by that. But uh, otherwise, you know, the MCP uh, and all that all, all worked as it should have done. And uh, you didn't feel sort of any dead bands in the movements, uh, the rudder steering of the pedals, that all felt good. Uh, and everything else worked as it should do, flat movements, speed brakes, uh, thrust movements. Yeah, just commenting on the visuals, uh, obviously it's not a collimated uh, simulator and as we've said before and stressed before collimated is very very rare um, to find however we did we didn't particularly notice much difference did we when flying it around uh, sometimes with non-collimated sims you really feel like you're skewed or or you know not flying uh, in a straight line or taxiing in a straight line um, from each seat because the view tends to be justified into the middle but uh, certainly from standing behind you uh, when you were in the seat, Andrew, I didn't feel too much skew or, or skidding sort of aspect. Yeah, that's a good point. And, you know, we've got a couple of photos there on approaches. I think it didn't look like we were, you know, off the centre line and be putting it on the grass type of thing, which uh, is a little extreme. But sometimes with the other setups, you can feel slightly uncomfortable not being where you think you should be in the sky. So, no, that uh, wasn't any major detraction from the simulator and its visual setup. Another um, comment on the realism of this place, uh, or this simulator, I should say, is the system functionality. So, for example, the air conditioning packs, when you turn those on and off, it correctly, um, you know, has the correct functionality and the correct noise levels, uh, which is really nice. And this is also echoed back in the cabin. So you could be sat in the cabin seats where I spent a little bit of time looking out the windows, which uh, I'll come back to in a minute. But if the air conditioning packs were turned off, it also went quieter in the cabin as it would on the uh, real aircraft. And also they call them butt kickers or, or rumble strips um, they had in the, the seats there. So when you put the gear down or use the speed brake, or um, system selection, it gives you a bit of a rumble crossing over a centerline light perhaps on the runway. You also felt that back in the cabin as well. So when the gear went down, you felt uh, a good clunk uh, with the doors unlocking and the uh, the gear locking into place. Yeah, so they've really gone to a lot of detail and thought into building that immersion in that you are in a real aircraft as, as best one can attached to the ground. And that there's a lot of detail that they've, and they were continually developing and working on it as well. Uh, but a very convincing setup. 
Yeah, it's very nice to look out of the window. So, say at the front, Andrew's landing. I think it was Stansted mm. uh, that we were flying. And if I looked out the window on my side, it would be the actual view that I would get if I was in the aeroplane. So the, the cabin windows were displaying the scenery around Stansted Airport. And as we were taxiing in, I saw Stansted Airport in those windows. So a really, really clever cabin section. Is that the starting of our reviews? Is that the only one we've seen with that setup? Uh, yeah, we haven't seen another one with the windows uh, showing you where we are. Mm. I mean, if someone out there knows of another place with that, we'd love to hear about it. Certainly, we'll we'll get that noted on their review page. But uh, yeah, very uh, very impressive that. That's a, a great thing to emphasise is that you've obviously mentioned the cabin, but it, it's not simply just the seats and having overhead bins and and I think as you say, when you turn on the packs, there is air conditioning effectively that comes into the cabin. So it's it's almost like real life aircraft. And it's great because the people who are not actually flying are still involved, still in the aircraft, still feel part of it rather than just feel, you know, they're sat in reception, kind of waiting for their turn, if you like. So moving on to the the venue itself and the location and um, the other aspects of what you found there, what were your feelings about that? So we'll mention now that uh, the owner, Jonathan, has been in touch with us and said that uh, he's using this downtime that we've had recently to move locations. So we'll chat with the location or chat about the location that we visited and went to. But as we talk, Jetson School has been moved to a new improved uh, location, which will be able to house another simulator, better classrooms, etc. And we've been invited to go and visit and update our review Um, once that's been done so we'll keep you posted uh, with those developments as for what we saw which is what we can comment on the venue is located centrally in the uk peterborough is quite a quite a centrally located town and uh, it's got good motorway and transport links there so it's situated on an industrial estate in a unit which is very typical for these sort of sims Uh, we parked right outside the door which was all well signposted and you enter into a a reception and a lounge area uh, which is also where the briefings are are taken part there's a a nice sort of refreshment station kitchen area usual facilities that you need and also uh, then you've got access to the cabin itself and then from the cabin you move either into the seating area or the simulator itself there was a a note we were told that uh, the number of visitors is chargeable so you can have someone with you to accompany so especially if you're youngster that's a good idea but any additional one so if you're bringing nan and granddad with you or or mum and dad it does say that extra spectators are chargeable by the venue it's a little disappointing to see i'm not sure how rigidly that's enforced but uh, it's not something we've seen at any other venues so in their business defense i guess a little bit of i could do there would be i guess because they're providing that that extra costs and environment which isn't free in that cabin setup that does cost their business so if that's a value to someone um, I, i could see that catching perhaps a few people out though but there is free waiting area so if you want to be a bit more immersed in in the simulator itself that costs a little bit if you just want to sit out by the refreshments and sit on the couch and things there's obviously no charge sitting there but yeah it's yeah it's a little different but then again the setup's different to what we mostly see as well absolutely which leads us on to their business side of things perhaps yeah so i was going to ask my next question really which is what you thought of the business you obviously had a bit of time there 
speaking to Jonathan, the owner, and um, and some interaction, as you said, with the instructors. So what was your feeling about the, the business, about what they're offering, about the kind of welcome you got, um, and your overall feeling? Well, I think I'll touch on the welcome a little bit earlier too. Really warm, professional, uh, welcoming, friendly. You know, that's all the good description of their approach and very consistent. So their written communication, the phone calls and meeting them in person was a very consistent experience for us. That's a really big plus. Their target is, you can see on their website, which we have linked from our review page, is airline pilot training, uh, the simulator experience, sort of gift voucher market, and then the corporate or group events uh, type team building experience. We can see, particularly in the airline pilot training, they've got uh, quite a, a range of offerings there virtual uh, tight rating, tight setup, uh, full uh, preparation for airline assessment. Uh, these aren't cheap by any stretch, but then again, any airline pilot training is not cheap right from the start of that process. But they do offer you the ability to have a pilot flying or pilot monitoring as a current airline pilot. Uh, I think we noted in our review too, in terms of their simulator experience, it tends to follow a, a Jet 2 uh, SOP model, but uh, uh, so you would need to sort of communicate with them what type of SOPs you're targeting, depending on where you're hoping to get into. And uh, the instructor Malcolm isn't actually uh, an airline pilot, but you and I were both very impressed with his procedural knowledge, knowledge of the aircraft, mm-hmm. and uh, general hand. It was really impressive to sit there and watch. You wouldn't know that he wasn't a uh, current airline pilot. Yeah, true. In terms of his, you know, his hand flying was, was better than <laughs> the rest of us, uh, certainly long haul. Uh, so he, he did put me to shame on that. But you're yeah, very good, uh, including very, uh, very proficient in his uh, SOP and handling. Uh, so that's, that's that's real positive there. The voucher system, uh, they've got a range of different uh, pricing available. And if you look on the website, it's all book, bookable online. Uh, they don't have a PayPal option. Uh, which I always like to have. I just feel a bit more secure with that rather than entering all my credit card details or debit card details into a website. But setting that issue aside, and uh, we haven't quite yet seen anyone offering Bitcoin as a payment, but maybe that'll come one day for a simulator uh, venue. Uh, the gift voucher, so there's different things available there. Uh, just be careful on their airline pilot training uh, range. It's generally the price plus VAT. In terms of the corporate market, there's not quite as much on their website about that, but it's, you know, they're targeting team building, uh, group exercises, reward type things for, say, the local office. So that's something they'll, they would talk to you if that was something of interest. So those are their three uh, target markets. Uh, one thing I do like, though, is their cancellation policy. Uh, some venues are more restrictive on this. Theirs is quite good in that you can get a full refund as long as it's uh, more than 24 hours or 24 hours or more from when you've got your booking. So I think that's quite it's quite a nice feature. It gives people a lot more confidence, particularly everything that's going on when we're recording this in August 2020. Uh, you know, those things can be a bit trickier depending on what government policy is on the day. So, yeah, that's very uh, generous. Very generous. Yeah, very good. Set. And so, Elliot, your thoughts? I suppose the question all goes comes down to... Um, would you spend your own money and, and does it really qualify as what, what we would think of as our, one of our gold standard venues? Yes, is the short answer. I think it's a very, very good venue. 
with a realistic flight deck, a realistic cabin simulator, excellent staff, a good venue set up and conveniently located. So we now have a 737 in Scotland that we recommend. We've now got a A320 in Manchester that we think is very good. And we've got a fixed base 737 in the Midlands that we think is very good. So we're, we're slowly building up a really good network of simulators throughout the country that we think are a very good standard and are to have no hesitation in including jets in school as one of those simulators. Yeah, and it's it's good to hear that I think the one or two things we noted as negative, so the lack of a dedicated briefing room, for example, those things will be addressed because, as you mentioned, they're moving to a new venue. They're going to have a lot more space there, and they should be there fairly shortly, if not already. I certainly think that uh, we'll be heading back there as soon as we can to have a look at that and updating our review to, to see what they've got. Okay, well, great. That's another of our feature review venues covered. Thank you to both Elliot and Andrew for visiting and for their comments on that. As I said, we'll certainly be back there soon when we can to see their new venue and update our review. And we'll be covering more of our Blue Pin featured review venues in the future. So do keep an eye out for those in our further podcasts. So there you go. A chat about Jet Sim School in Peterborough in the UK and their 737 fixed space simulator. Do have a look at the review on our site as well. There are some photos that we took when we visited so you can see what it's like. If you've been to Jetsim School, let us know what you think. You can add your comments to the review on our site, simulatorreview.com. We'd love to hear what you thought and whether you enjoyed your experience there. Also, if there are any other simulator venues that you know of or are interested in and would like us to do a review, do drop us a line and we'll certainly see if we can fit it into our schedules. In our next episode, we'll have a look at another of the subjects covered by our articles on our site, and we'll be going a bit more into the background behind the article. I hope you'll join us again for that in two weeks' time. In the meantime, please do subscribe to our podcast. We're available on all the major podcast services, and please leave us a star rating and review. Until the next episode, it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from Andrew. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Elliot. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Simulator Review Podcast. We would love your feedback, so please do comment and rate us. Please follow, share, like and subscribe on all our social media channels where you can see regular updates on new simulator listings and reviews, as well as our latest articles. Until next time, happy simming.